Hola, ¿cómo estás? Espero que todo esté bien contigo. This is Tamara Marie, host of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. I wanted to ask you a quick question before we get started with this episode. Do you have trouble hearing and understanding native Spanish speakers? Whether you've been learning Spanish for two weeks or two years, it can be a struggle to really understand the fast pace of Spanish spoken by native speakers. So if that's you, don't worry, I got you. I have developed a method that will help you understand 80% of spoken Spanish in less than 30 minutes. This method will help you improve your ability to hear and understand native Spanish speakers so you can increase your listening comprehension and shed your fear of being afraid to start a conversation. You know, a lot of times we don't want to talk to someone in Spanish because we're afraid that when they talk back, we're not going to understand what they say. So we really need to get after that fear by improving our Spanish listening skills. So if this is something that you're interested in, I'd love to share it with you. Um, providing access to this masterclass absolutely free so that you can learn how to improve your Spanish listening skills. If you want to sign up, just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash listen. That's SpanishConSalsa.com slash listen. Now, we're only going to have this masterclass available for a limited time, so make sure you sign up today if you want to get access, SpanishConSalsa.com slash listen. Okay, let's get to this episode of the podcast. This episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast is brought to you by Yabla. Yabla provides language immersion through engaging videos for Spanish, English, Italian, French, German, and Chinese language learners. Yabla features authentic content by native speakers, custom playback, subtitles, learning games, and flashcards. Yabla is the premier language learning video platform with tools to enhance conversational understanding, such as the patented dictation game Scribe. If you haven't tried out Scribe, I definitely recommend you check it out. It is a game changer when it comes to improving your listening comprehension, and it's the perfect way to practice active listening. Stream authentic shows and music you enjoy while you learn at the same time. Give Yabla a try today using this special link, yabla.com slash salsa. That's Y-A-B-L-A dot com forward slash salsa. Hola, queridos oyentes. Espero que estén muy bien. Just a quick heads up before we get started with this week's episode. La semana que viene, this week coming up, I will be sharing part two of one of my crazy travel stories. And I actually shared part one of my story about how it is exactly that I ended up in the airport in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Uh, and I was about to be deported back to the United States. So I show up in Brazil and I was going for a carnival and I actually had a little bit of trouble getting there. And I actually ended up in an entirely different country um, moments after I arrived in Brazil. So part two of my story I will be sharing next week to explain how all that happened, if I made it back to Brazil, what country I ended up going to, and the little mini adventure I had while I was there. So you can look forward to that next week. So in preparation for part two of the story, I thought it'd be a good idea to revisit part one, which was actually from episode 25. So I will be playing that this week just so that you can be prepared for it next week's episode and you can hear all about my crazy 
crazy travel story, one of many, right? And I think it follows, uh, I think it's Murphy's Law, like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. (laughs) Well, that definitely happened, but miraculously, well, I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you listen to the story. So enjoy part one of my travel story. And next week you'll hear part two and you'll find out exactly where I ended up. I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already so that you'll be notified next Tuesday when our new episode is available. Vamos a empezar. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola y bienvenidos al episodio 25. Welcome to episode 25 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. This episode, I'm going to share with you a travel story. And this is actually a story about something that actually happened to me a few years ago when I was visiting Brazil. So I'm going to tell the story first in Spanish and then in English. And I'll also be giving you some key words that go along with this episode so that you can practice some new vocabulary and listening comprehension in Espanol. Okay, so the title of today's story is La Fugitiva Nigringa. So I'll explain a little bit about the title and then I'll give you some keywords and then I'll start with the story. La historia de viaje de este episodio se llama La Fugitiva Negringa en Rio. Okay, esta es una historia sobre algo que me pasó en Rio de Janeiro cuando yo fui a Brasil hace un par de años. Entonces eso es parte uno de la historia Y si les gusta este episodio, voy a seguir con la historia con parteros en un episodio en el futuro, ¿ok? Entonces, vamos a empezar con el vocabulario de este episodio y después con la historia. La primera palabra que tengo que explicar es una palabra en el título, la fugitiva negringa en río. Ok, entonces negringa es mi propia palabra para describir la extranjera de otro país que está de visita en América Latina. Entonces, en vez de decir gringo o gringa, para decir un extranjero o extranjera, en este caso yo digo negringa porque soy negra y gringa a la misma vez. Entonces, es mi propia palabra negringa. Y en el pasado eh, fue el título también de mi blog, pero ahora... Estoy con el blog de Spanish con Salsa, pero en el pasado se llamaba Negringa. Ok, entonces esa es mi propia palabra. No van a encontrar en un diccionario nada. Es mi propia palabra. Entonces, eso es la primera palabra, Negringa. Una extranjera de Estados Unidos que también es una negra, ¿no? Y algunas palabras de la historia. La primera palabra, detenida. Significa en inglés detained, culpa, fault, error de novato, rookie mistake or beginner's error. Aparato de fax, fax machine, reliquia, relic, desvanecido, faded, 
esposas, handcuffs. Y también esposa significa wife, pero esposas, handcuffs. Látigo, whip. Vagar, to wander. Asilo, asylum. Tener razón, to be correct or to be right. So those are the keywords for this episode. I hope that will help you sort of understand the story a little bit better. Entonces ahora vamos a empezar con la historia. Parte 1, la fugitiva negringa en Rio. Espero que les disfrute. Allí estaba yo, sentada en la oficina de la Policía Federal de Brasil, detenida. Llegué a esa situación bien sorprendida. ¿Cómo podría cometer un error tan estúpido? Tenía miedo porque nunca había tenido problemas con la ley antes. Evito el riesgo lo más posible. Pensaba que todo se solucionaría. Solo tenía que explicar lo que me pasó y que la culpa no era mía. Nunca mi vida había estado más correcta ni más equivocada. No era mi primera vez afuera del país, pero hube cometido un error de novato. Estancar en la pequeña oficina, mejor dicho, mi celda, entre comillas, vi a la gente pasando por el pasillo, con risas y sonrisas entrando en la bonita ciudad de Río de Janeiro preparada para las fiestas de carnaval. Me sentía tan cerca y tan lejos a la misma vez. Esperando en esa oficina bastante chiquita, vi un aparato de fax. Hacía mucho tiempo que no veía uno de esos. Pensaba que debía estar en un museo, como una relica de la época antes de la tecnología. Su color beige y desvanecido, como mi emoción al llegar a ese espacio apretado. Mientras me perdía en mis propios pensamientos, entró un agente. La expresión de su cara me decía que no tenía buenas noticias para mí. ¿Vos habla portugués? Me preguntó en portugués. ¿Usted habla portugués? No mucho. No mucho. Le respondí con mi acento gringo. En ese momento, me di cuenta de que las cinco semanas de lecciones de portugués no serían suficientes para ayudarme con este tipo de situación. Sabía cómo decir cosas como, ¿dónde está la playa? Y no, por favor, no me ponga esposa, soy inocente y no tengo drogas. Yo estaba en problemas. El amable policía me decía, afortunadamente, yo hablo inglés, pero desafortunadamente, no le permitimos entrar a usted en el país. Lo que pasa es que usted no tiene una visa y es obligatoria. No hay excepciones. La aerolínea no le dijo eso. Yo empecé a llorar, pero solo un poquito. Una sola lágrima como Tensa Washington en la película Glory cuando empezaron a golpearlo con el látigo. Su personaje era un esclavo que escapó y me sentía igual que él, detenida como una esclava. Mantenía mi dignidad y le expliqué que la culpa no era mía. Chequearon mi pasaporte y me permitieron abordar el avión sin decir absolutamente nada. El amable policía me explicó que la aerolínea tendría una multa, pero ese no me ayudaría. 
no me permitían entrar en el país de Brasil y tendría que regresar a los Estados Unidos en el próximo vuelo a las 11 de la noche. Eran las 9 de la mañana. ¿Y qué voy a hacer todo el día? ¿Quedarme en esta oficina? Le pregunté como si estuviera bromeando. Bueno, sí, me respondió sin tan siquiera una risa. Coño, no me digas esa vaina. ¿Le perdió la razón o qué? Gritó en mi cabeza. Pero le mostré otra cosa. Le di la mirada de pena con ojos grandísimos, como si fuera el gato con botas. Pues, podríamos permitirle almorzar en un restaurante en esta zona del aeropuerto, si usted quiere. Déjeme encontrar una gente que pueda acompañarle. Obviamente, no podía vagar alrededor del aeropuerto sola. Estaba, aunque amablemente, condenada. No lo podía creer. Había viajado la noche entera para ver el aeropuerto en Río y regresar a mi hogar sin poner mis dedos de pie en la arena de la playa. No podía ser. Justo cuando había perdido toda esperanza, regresó con su compañero. Señora, mi colega me ha dicho que es posible que usted tenga otra opción. Dígame, le decía con ansiedad y esperanza. Bueno, me dijo que otras personas en sus circunstancias habían ido a Argentina para conseguir una visa en la embajada por allá. Si quiere, podemos dejarle comprar un pasaje a Buenos Aires, pero tiene que decidir ahora mismo y firmar este papel. Si no, regresará a los Estados Unidos. Sin pensar, miré el papel y le respondí, vamos a hacerlo. Luego, vi que ese papel dijo que traté de cruzar la frontera de Brasil sin documentos, como si fuera una refiada buscando asilo. Pero recordaba que habíamos empezado la era de Trump, entonces me parecía razonable. Firmé el papel lista para ir a Argentina. Olvidé que seguía detenida y no podía salir de la oficina. Con ese viejo aparto de fax, llamé a la aerolínea para comprar el último pasaje disponible desde Río a Buenos Aires. Saldría esa misma tarde. El más amable agente federal que había conocido me escutó a la puerta de mi vuelo. Me dijo, espero que todo se solucione y cuando regreses sería la segunda vez en Brasil. Me dejó sola a la puerta, la fugitiva negringa. Esperaba que tuviera razón porque no tenía ni idea de cómo conseguir una visa durante la estación de carnaval como extranjera en otro país. Resulta que no sería tan fácil. Y yo estaba por descubrir exactamente cuán difícil iba a ser. Y esto es todo para parte 1 de mi historia de viaje, La Fugitiva Negringa en Río. Si quieren oír más de la historia y qué pasó después de llegué a Argentina en Buenos Aires, déjenme un comentario abajo y voy a ver si en un episodio en el futuro voy a decirles toda la historia que lo pasó en Argentina y después. Ahora voy a contarles la historia en inglés. Part 1. The Fugitive Foreigner in Rio. 
There I was, sitting in the office of the Brazilian Federal Police, detained. I was surprised to be in the situation. How could I make such a stupid mistake? I was afraid because I've never had problems with the law before. I avoid risk as much as possible. I thought everything would work itself out. I only had to explain what happened to me and that it wasn't my fault. I had never been so right and so wrong in my life. It wasn't my first time outside of the country, but I had made a rookie mistake. Stuck in the small office, or should I say, my prison cell, quote unquote, I saw people passing by in the hallway. Laughing and smiling, they entered the beautiful city of Rio de Janeiro, ready to party for Carnival. I felt so close and so far away at the same time. Waiting in the tiny office, I saw a fax machine. It had been a long time since I'd seen one of those. I was thinking that it should be in a museum, like a relic from an age before technology. It's beige and fading color, just like my excitement upon arriving into that tight space. While I was lost in my thoughts, an agent came in. The expression on his face told me he did not have good news for me. Você fala português? Do you speak Portuguese? He asked me in Portuguese. Não muito. Not much, I responded with my American accent. In that moment, I realized that my five weeks of Portuguese lessons were not enough to help me with this type of situation. I knew how to say things like, where's the beach? And not, please don't put handcuffs on me. I'm innocent. I don't have drugs. I was in trouble. The nice police officer told me, fortunately, I speak English. But unfortunately, we can't allow you to enter the country. The thing is, you don't have a visa and it's mandatory. There are no exceptions. The airline didn't tell you that? I started to cry, but just a little, just one single tear, like Denzel Washington in the movie Glory when they started to beat him with the whip. His character was a slave and he escaped and I felt just like him, detained like a slave. I maintained my dignity. And I explained to him that it wasn't my fault. They checked my passport and they let me board the plane without saying anything. The nice policeman explained to me that the airline would be fined, but that wasn't going to help me. They wouldn't let me enter the country of Brazil and I would have to return to the United States on the next flight at 11 p.m. It was nine o'clock in the morning. And what am I gonna do all day? Stay in this office? I asked as if I was joking. Well, Yes, he replied, but he was not laughing. Damn it, don't tell me that crap. Have you lost your mind or what? I yelled in my head. But that's not what I said to him. I gave him the look of pity with huge eyes like I was puss in boots. Well, we could let you eat lunch in one of the restaurants in this part of the airport if you want. Let me find an agent that can go with you. Obviously, I couldn't wander around the airport alone. I was, albeit nicely, still in custody. I couldn't believe it. I had traveled overnight to see the airport in Rio and returned home without even touching my feet in the sand at the beach. It couldn't be. Just when I had lost all hope, he returned with another federal agent. Ma'am, my colleague has told me that it's possible you have another option. And what's that, I asked anxiously with a little bit of hope. Well. He told me other people in your situation have gone to Argentina to get a visa at the embassy there. If you want, we can let you buy a plane ticket to Buenos Aires, but you have to decide right now and sign this paper. If not, you'll have to go back to the United States. 
Without thinking, I looked at the paper and told him, let's do it. Later, I saw that the paper said I tried to cross the border to get into Brazil without documentation, like I was a refugee seeking asylum. <laughs> but I remembered that we had entered the era of Trump, so it seemed reasonable. I signed the paper, ready to go to Argentina. I forgot that I was still technically detained and I couldn't leave the office. With that old fax machine, I called the airline to buy the last available ticket from Rio to Buenos Aires. It would leave that same afternoon. The nice federal agent that I had ever met escorted me to the gate for my flight. He told me, I hope everything works out. And when you come back, it will be your second time in Brazil. He left me alone at the gate the fugitive American foreigner. I hoped he was right because I had no idea how to get a visa during carnival season as a foreigner in another country. It turns out it wouldn't be that easy and I was about to find out exactly how hard it was going to be. So that is it for part one of the story. I hope that you all enjoyed it. And if you want to hear part two and find out what happened when I got to Argentina and if I made it back to Brazil, leave a comment on the show notes page or you can also reach out to me at host at learnspanishconsalsa.com and just let me know if you're interested in hearing part two of the story. And I will continue in a future episode with Historias de Viaje, a travel story. So Definitely, I hope that you enjoyed this episode today and it gave you an opportunity to practice listening to Spanish and also hearing a little bit about my crazy travels. I have lots of crazy travel stories. And if you would like to share one of your travel stories with me too, um, and you want to talk about it on a future episode, definitely share your story with me too. You can email host at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Send me a direct message on Instagram at LearnSpanishConSalsa. Uh, or you can also leave a voice note on our website. Uh, just go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash voice. That's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash voice to leave us a voice note to tell us just a little bit about your crazy travel story. And I will see if we can include it on a future episode of the podcast. Okay, so that is it for this episode of Learn Spanish Con Salsa. And as always, I hope something that you heard today will take you one step closer from being beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Sabes que estamos en el mes de febrero. So you know that we're currently in the month of February, which means aquí en los Estados Unidos, so here in the United States, estamos celebrando la historia negra. So we're celebrating Black History. It's Black History Month here in the U.S. And in honor of Black History Month, I wanted you to check out our Black Expat series. Uh, throughout the podcast, we have featured stories from Black Americans who have decided to travel and even live abroad all throughout Latin America, and their stories are really uh, powerful. We talk about a lot of uh, issues and also just practical things about moving abroad and even traveling um, and the experience, uh, specifically the Black experience uh, abroad and in Latin America. So 
definitely check out our Black Expat series this month. Just go to learnspanishconsalsa.com slash black expats. That's learnspanishconsalsa.com slash black expats.